Welcome to A Time of Harvest with Pastor Charles T. Smith and the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church family. We at Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church believe the Spirit of the Lord is all around us to fulfill the Master's mission. We hope and pray that today's message strengthens your walk with Christ so that you may help strengthen others' walk with Christ. And now, A Time of Harvest with Pastor Charles T. Smith. When waves of affliction sweep over the soul and sunlight is hidden from view, if ever you are tempted to fret or complain, just think of his goodness to just think. Just think of his goodness to you. Just think of his goodness to you. Though storms or these sweep, he is able, able to keep. Just think of his goodness. The world may forsake you. The world may forsake you, and those whom you trust may prove to be false. But there's one you can trust, you can trust even unto the end. Just think of his goodness to you. Just think, just think of his goodness to you. Just think of his goodness. Those storms, those storms or the sweep, he is able, able to keep. Just think of his goodness. Fourth verse, when dear ones are taken, when dear ones are taken away from you here, that you loved with affection so true, look on to the Savior for strength to endure and think all right, sing out that chorus now. Just think, just think of his goodness to you. Just think of his goodness to you. Though storms or the sweep, he is able, able to keep. Just think. Ah, just think of his goodness. Oh, just think of his goodness to you. Those storms, he is able, able to keep. Just think of his goodness to you. Come, 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that has transpired, that has so inspired our hearts. We thank you for these young people, and we ask you to continue to bless them and inspire them and motivate them to be what they can be in your name. Thank you now for bringing us again to another precious preaching moment. And I thank you for honoring me to stand in this holy place one more time. I come again confessing my sins, acknowledging my shortcomings, keenly aware of my unworthiness and my inadequacy, nevertheless willing to be used by thee. So again, I take what I have, and I place it in your hands, and I ask that you would use it to your glory and to your honor. Truly, now let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. We ask it in the holy, blessed, and righteous name of Jesus. And for his sake we pray. Amen. We call your attention now uh, to the book of Obadiah. Book of Obadiah. And uh, you might want to turn to it in your Bibles. It, but you, you do have uh, some of it in your bulletin. Uh, but our text comes to us from the fourth verse. It's only one chapter. And uh, it reads as follows. Though you soar like the eagle and make your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, saith the Lord of hosts. I want to ask you to pray with us and help us this morning as we try to talk about the danger of false security. The danger of false security. We've had a good time in this worship today, and this does indeed make me happy. I hope we'll all leave here on a happy note today. But the Holy Spirit has led me to attempt to provoke your thinking about a serious matter before we leave. And it has to do with security. You know, there are so many unfortunate things that are happening today and especially among our, our youth and our young adults that the Spirit demands that the preacher seeks to help young people to be more sensitive to the serious situations so commonplace in our society today. It's a wonderful thing for us to come and rejoice and have a good time together. But we can't afford to overlook the conditions around us today. Security is one of mankind's universal needs. Yes. It's needed on every level of our existence. Security is a 
condition, not just a state of mind, but it is a condition of safety from harm. All kinds of harm, physical harm, mental harm, financial harm, harm of any type. Now, false security occurs when one believes that they are living under secure conditions, but that's not actually the case. That's a very dangerous state of existence. Permit me a personal reference. I remember a situation in my life about 25 years ago. I was living in a neighborhood that was considered to be a good neighborhood, safe, and uh, I'd been there for over 15 years. And I'd never heard of a break-in of a robbery. One Saturday night, I went to bed feeling as secure as anyone could feel. When I woke up this mo- that morning, I discovered I hadn't been secure at all. Many personal belongings were missing. Wallets and money had disappeared. Although doors had been locked and we had done all of the same things that night that we had done hundreds of nights before, that night was different. All of us went to bed feeling very secure. That morning we came to realize that we were victims of false security. Later that night, that day, I found myself singing all night and all day. Heavenly Father watches over me. But as thankful as I was that we were all unharmed, I learned a lesson about the matter of false security. Well, just as we sometimes live under conditions of false security from a human point of view, many today live in a state of false spiritual security. Hear me now, my friends. There is no such thing as human security without spiritual security. No financial security, no physical security, no emotional security without spiritual security. For the 24th number of the Psalms reminds me that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. That covers everything. That covers everybody. So if that be the case, then it follows that there can be no security outside of the Lord. 
So if you think that you are secure and you are basing your security on anything or anybody but the Lord, then I hate to rain on your parade. But you have false security. Now as good a time as we have had here this morning, as you go back to your homes and your schools and your jobs, I want you to have real security. I know you feel good. I know you feel secure. But the Spirit compels me to remind you that in order to be really secure, your security must be based on a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, our scripture today can give us valuable insight about this matter that can be helpful to us in the months and years to come. Our text comes from the book of Obadiah. And this is the shortest book in the Old Testament. God speaks through the prophet Obadiah to the Edomites during this period of history. The Edomites were the descendants of Esau, the twin brother of Jacob. The descendants of Jacob were the Israelites. So remember that, the Edomites, Esau, Israelites, Jacob. Now, hostility had existed between Jacob and Esau since their youth and had been passed on to their descendants. And as a historical sidelight, my brothers and sisters, the warring factions in the Middle East today are still connected to the descendants of Esau and Jacob. But it was during the period of history in the middle of the 5th century B.C. that the Israelites were undergoing much suffering due to captivity by the Babylonians. Now the Edomites were actually rejoicing at the misfortune of the Israelites. The Edomites occupied a geographical location that made it extremely difficult for an enemy to attack them. And so the Edomites felt quite secure. They felt that there was no way that what had happened to the Israelites could happen to them. They were militarily strong, financially well off, and felt absolutely, positively secure. But in spite of their feelings, the Lord sent them a message through Obadiah that really told them that they were experiencing false 
security. The Lord said through Obadiah, right now you're flying high like an eagle. And you have made your dwelling place in high mountains. But God is also telling them that he's not pleased with them. And he tells them that the day is coming when I'm going to bring you down. Notice, if you will, the arrogance of the Edomites. If you back up to verse 3 in that last sentence, they, in a boastful way, ask the question, who shall bring us down? And in the text, in verse, verse 4, the Lord responds to their arrogance. I will bring thee down. Now, my friends, there is a message in this scripture that can teach us all a lesson about false security. So let's briefly consider what we can learn from this scripture that can be helpful to all of us in our personal lives. First of all, their security was false because they were living outside of the will of God. Friends, make no mistake about it. There is no security for any of us when we are living outside of the will of God. You see, I'm afraid a lot of people confuse many other things with security. One thing we, we, we frequently confuse with security is popular opinion. You know, we think that what people believe about security makes us secure. People say if you have a certain amount of money, that makes you secure. If you have a certain kind of job, that makes you secure. If you have certain connections, that makes you secure. These things don't make you secure. There is nothing that you have today that you can be absolutely sure that you're going to have tomorrow. My friends, when you base your security purely on the things of this world, that's false security. I've lived long enough to advise you about some things that seem to be dependable that will let you down. First is people. You know, people will let you down. A lot of you are basing your security on some person. And I'm not just talking about bad people. You know, there can be people who mean well, but they're just not able to do what they think they can do. Peter's a good example. You know, Peter was very serious when he told Jesus, Lord, I'll die with you. You ain't never got to worry about me. 
I'll never let you down. But he didn't realize that he had a weakness within him that he couldn't control. And so when Jesus needed him most, he didn't have what it took to back up his boast. Friends, money can let you down. You know, some of the most frustrated people that you can find are people who have everything that they want materially, but can't find any satisfaction and don't know what to do about it. I'm going to say it again. Some of the most frustrated people that you can find are people who have everything that they want materially. Got cars, houses, bank accounts, can travel, and never satisfied. You know, the prodigal son was born into a home where he was financially secure, had all that he needed to make it in life. You know what he did? He wound up going off somewhere looking for what he really had back home. Wound up my hog pen trying to find what he already had. Let me share a simple secret with you, my brothers and sisters. All of us are really seeking the same things. Young and old, black and white, rich and poor, educated and uneducated, we are all seeking, striving for satisfaction. Now what seems to satisfy me might not satisfy you, but we are both trying to be satisfied. But my message to you is that neither one of us will be satisfied outside of the will of God. Now many of you are are young and you are active and you have many opportunities. But think about it. Think about it. With all that you've got going for you. And, and I'm an old man. And I know you, you've got stuff going for you now that I didn't have when, when, when I was your age. Yeah, yeah. You know, still, with all you've got, many of you, I don't mean any harm, but many of you can't even enjoy a football game without getting high. Somebody ought to say amen. And not just these young people. I'm going to say it again. Some of you can't even know, even know how to enjoy a football game. I saw a great game last night. All right. Yeah, great game. LSU in Florida. You didn't need, you need, you need, you need no, no, no whiskey to, to enjoy that game. Now, if you like football. You know? Yeah, but some of us, you know, with all that we've got, we can't even enjoy a football game without uh, getting, getting uh, full of stuff. <laughs> you know. Many, many of you are intelligent, make good grades in school. 
and you're popular with your friends, but yet you're too maladjusted to come to a church service without sitting in the back text messaging. Yeah, I know you do it. You ain't putting nothing over on me. Text messaging. Disrespecting God and the worship experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, hear me today. You may be ever so successful in the eyes of men. But if you are living your life outside of the will of God, there will always be something missing. Yes, the first thing that we can learn from this scripture is that any security outside of the will of God is false security. Now, now the second thing we want to note about this scripture is that the security of the Edomites was false because it was based on somebody else's weakness. My friends, it's a mistake to base your security on somebody else's shortcomings. Hear me today. My weakness won't make you strong. My weakness won't make you strong. Many people have deceived themselves into believing that they are strong because they compare themselves to somebody weaker than they are. You know, that's a major problem in our society today. Now, school teachers, I don't mean any harm when I say this. But some years ago, in the field of education, a little fellow by the name John Dewey, you know, began to place more emphasis on self-esteem than academic performance. And as a result, one of the things that came out of it, they developed a system of grading called grading on a curve. 